the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. How great is our God who loves us and cares for us and blesses us with one more time to gather together in this way. Uh, Truly, let us continue to uh, pray and lift up one another. Uh, We pray, continue to enlightenment for God to bless us in the reading and the preaching and teaching of his word today. Um, Also, and encourage you as we look forward to celebrating a communion in November. Uh, you can, uh, as the letters will receive the dates and time, they will come and pick up your communion uh, this week. And also we're looking to continue to celebrate through Sunday school and Zoom and also looking to invention into that for Bible study as well. Zoom also Bible study will be streaming live on Facebook for those who choose to join by Zoom or by uh, Facebook. As uh, we continue to deal with running on empty, being filled with love lessons, uh, we thank you, Pastor Christ, on preaching last Sunday and dealing who and what and how to love, uh, looking at First Corinthians 13th chapter and continue to building upon that um, principle of love. We're going to look in Jonah, the fourth chapter, uh, talking about how we want to move from apathy to empathy, learning to care for the community as we look at how God shows us in this object lesson with Jonah, how to love as he loves. And so let us open up with a word of prayer and turn to our God. Father, Lord, we just thank you for how great you are, how great is your love towards us, how you love us in such a tremendous and awesome way. And Lord, we pray right now for enlightenment. God has direct us uh, as we open up our hearts to hear your word that we might see Jesus. Bless us, Lord, that we continue to hold your word in our heart that we might not sin against you. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. As we prepare to this lesson, we want to again say we want to be in the fourth chapter of Jonah. As we look in this fourth chapter, right, many of us might be familiar with this Sunday school lesson story that we study and may know of Jonah being swallowed by a large fish and spending uh, Jesus points to that. A reference of Jonah being the belly of the fish for three days when he speaks of his resurrection. As we know, Jonah then was spit out of the belly of the fish and landed on dry land to go and preach a message of repentance to Nineveh. But to, Jonah got on the, excuse me, Jonah got into the belly of the fish because of his not willing to obey God's call to go preach uh, to the people of Nineveh. And so first, let's think about why Jonah uh, did not want to preach to the people of Nineveh. One reason why that they were the enemies of Israel. So he did not want to help his enemies. He wanted them to suffer punishment. Secondly, he understood that if they did not receive the word of God and they would not know how to return and to repent, then God would judge them. And then he knew the wrath of God would fall upon them and they would suffer this punishment. And so Jonah decided that he did not want to help them turn away from God. And so he ran away from God. But the storm caught him and the fish caught him. And he ended up preaching this gospel to God. But now after he's preached his message, he's called the people to come to repentance so that they will not suffer the wrath of God. We find him now willing to see what was going to happen next. Let me read from the New Living Uh, Translation, Jonah 4th chapter, verses 1 through 11, as we look to unpack this text. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before, 
I left home, that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predict will not happen. The Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city, made a shelter to sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city. And the Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there and soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head shading him from the sun. This eased his discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But God also arranged for a worm. The next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. Death is surely better than living like this, he exclaimed. Then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Yes, Jonah retorted, even angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and died quickly. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Praise God for his word. Moving from apathy to empathy to caring for our community. Moving from indifference and lack of concern to what is happening in my community, to now having a concern and compassion and empathy and concerns about what others are facing in my community. This is an intentional shift, an intentional move that I will no longer be moving apathetic, moving in ignorance, moving in a, in, a, in a cloud or in a shell as if it's okay with me, so it must be okay with my neighbor, but yet I would be more concerned about their issues, about their problems, and seek to understand and to know how I can help them as we live in this community together. This is a challenge I want to encourage us today to think about how can I move from apathy to empathy? Let us not say that it does not belong to me or it doesn't matter to me or it's not my problem when you live in this world because we were all made by God. And so I want to encourage us to show of empathy, the show of compassion will lead to great things. Empathy can move us to do things that without empathy we normally would not do. Think of that, how we can be passionate towards those who are oftentimes, check this, check this, we can be passionate towards those who are oftentimes agreeing with us, but yet empathy will help us to be even passionate to those who disagree with us and may not share our same beliefs and ideologies. 
The problem is that when we lack empathy, we can blindly pledge our support to others who agree with our passions and beliefs and oppose those who disagree with us. And so we need to be careful broadening and painting, painting with broad strokes that we love everybody in one place and not looking at specific issues and situations that need to be separated from the whole. When we move with empathy, we move to show compassion to those who are like minded and, and, and not like minded. We do not just loop them up at one plus. With empathy, we can move to do great things because we're understanding the complexity of diversity and having intellectual and reasonable conversations with those who may not always agree with us. But we look to understand where they're coming from. When we move with empathy, we can also be able to understand what hurts them, what injures them, what their beliefs are and what their conditions are. Jesus teaches us what how we ought to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. This is a sense of empathy to have a sense of compassion for those who may even oppose us, those who may even look to injure us. But we're looking to be examples of godly character by loving and caring for them. Think about how the world could be transformed if we could just be more empathetic and encourage one another with loves of expression of compassion more than favoritism and prejudice. God's love does not show partiality. God has no respective of person. God is always in control and moves with compassion towards all people, the just and the unjust, the, and the good and the evil. God's desires for all is to live together in harmony and in fellowship. The expression of God's great love is expressed to us ultimately towards his grace and his mercy. Where we need his love most is when God extends his compassion towards us. When we need his love most is when we understand what mercy is and what grace is. Mercy is withholding punishment and discipline that one may deserve. And grace is giving us what we don't deserve. And yet God blesses, bless us with grace and mercy each and every day. That's why the good old hymn says, talks about morning after morning, new mercies I see. And so we look in this text today in Jonah, the fourth chapter. God, we want to talk about God is designed to show us grace and, and show that he'd rather love us more than show us his wrath. That God rather us to be reconciled unto him than, than, than to know a punishment. So I encourage us, may we learn how to love like God. And may we be encouraging and promoting and pursuing reconciliation, repentance, and, and more than judgment and wrath. And let us meditate on this text right here, Exodus 33:19. And he said, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show compassion on whom I will show compassion. This is Exodus 33rd chapter, verse 19. This is when the children of Israel messed up. Moses received the Ten Commandments the first time, has to go back up the mountain the second time. But he desires that he wants to know that God truly is showing grace and mercy upon the people in the midst of their rebellion. And God makes it clear to him that I am the Lord and I will be gracious to whom I want to be gracious to. And I will show compassion or I'll show mercy on whom I want to show mercy to. 
Why do I highlight that? Well, look what God tells Jonah in Jonah chapter four. He says that then I say before I left home, uh, Jonah says to the Lord that and that's why he ran to Tarsus. I knew that you are merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. See, Jonah responded back to God saying, God, I know your conduct. I know your character. You're slow to get angry and you're full of compassion. Jonah did not want to see Nineveh uh, be blessed by God. He wanted them to see judgment by God and be punished by God. And so Jonah preached a message. And here's the problem here. Here's the problem that he preached a message that caused reaction. Here's the problem. He preached a message of repentance and the people did repent. And the preacher is mad that the people repented. Because he did not want his enemies, his adversaries, to know the grace of God. We need to be mindful right now that we check ourselves, that we are not acting like Jonah. That we might feel the same way towards our enemies and we get hateful, we get mad at God, that he might show grace and mercy towards our enemies. Let us not forget that one time we too were enemies to God, that we were rebellious towards him and doing things that we should not have been doing. And yet God has allowed his grace and his mercy to bless us and to cover us and watch over us. And so we need to be mindful that we don't get caught up like Jonah, that we start judging other people, thinking that we are holier than thou. We are better than thou, not realizing that on our best days, we too are nothing but filthy rags. And so we put this into perspective to understand that Jonah is mad at God for God being God. And so we need to understand that God is God and we are not. And how we are called by God to show love, encouragement and empathy, compassion, gentleness and mercy to all that we meet. And so here it is. Jonah is greatly displeased and he's angry. Because God is not just. But here's the situation. Some people just don't want other people to be happy. And we need to be careful that we're not in that spirit, that we allow hatred to bog us down so much that we're unhappy. We want other people to be unhappy. As you know how misery loves company. Let us not be so hateful and so spiteful that we just suck the air out the room, that we bring everybody down because we're upset, that we want everybody else to know how upset we really are. John is so displeased, he tells God that he'd rather die. That's how upset he is, that he'd rather die than see his enemies prosper. Jonah reveals his hatred in that statement. Yet God is warning Jonah, do you have a good reason to be angry? That's a powerful question. That when we get hateful and angry at somebody, we should, we should take a time to take a survey and, re, and recount and realize, do I have a good reason to be angry? Here's the situation. How you can find out if you have a good reason. If you can say something that is factual, not an opinion. Oftentimes when we get angry, we tell somebody I have a right to get angry. And which is true. You do have a right to get angry. But tell me, why are you angry? That's because I am or because you're a jerk. And so now we want to subject and, and, and objectify instead of dealing with why we're really angry. And here's a situation that we oftentimes can't define why we're angry, but yet we stay angry. 
and then nothing's healed. Nothing is, is built upon it because we don't have a good reason, but we just like that feeling of anger and we want to hold on to it just because I have a right. Just because you have a right does not make you right. Jonah has a right to be angry. God gave him freedom of choice. But God does not tell him you're not right to be angry. He said, do you have a good reason to be angry? Is it because they don't agree with you? Is it because they are your enemies? What's the reason why you're angry? Here's the problem. Why Jonah is unable to articulate why he's angry? Because he's not really angry at Nineveh. He's angry at God. He's mad that God is not going to punish them as he desires because God used him instead to preach a message of, of repentance. And the people grabbed hold of this message and threw on sackcloth and ashes and mourned and repented and fasted before God. And God relented the punishment that was going to come their way because God rather saw his grace and his mercy than his wrath. This had Jonah upset. So now God has to teach Jonah this object lesson. This is where we look at verses five and eight. Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city. And Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there. And soon it spread his broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. And this is the, this is the point that why God did it. It said this eased his discomfort. And Jonah was very grateful for the plant. He was grateful for the plant. Jonah learns compassion for a plant. He has not empathy for the people, but he has empathy for a plant. He did not plant this plant. He did not water this plant. He did not even care for this plant. But yet when the plant provided a benefit for him. He had empathy for the plant, but he does not have empathy for the people that bear God's image, that were in deep trouble, that God called him to preach a message of reconciliation and repentance to. He does not have empathy or concern or compassion towards them, but for an inanimate object that gave him shade from the scorching heat He now has empathy because it eased his pain. Jonah made a shelter and waited. And as he waited, he was having to see the Lord arrange for a plant to come and bless him outside of the shelter. That he could sit out in the wilderness and look and God blessed him with this object to show him, like, look how you care for this. And notice there's another situation here. Even while Jonah's being rebellious towards God, his attitude is not the right attitude to God. God still is providing for him, still loving him. He's disciplining him and working with him. And how much more how God has to work on our hearts and sometimes he has to allow us to experience certain situations in our lives that we might learn what empathy looks like. We might understand what empathy is because how God will lead us to times where we must be able to understand what it means to experience and go through this situation. God allowed this. Now, here's what happens. When God allowed the plant to grow, it seemed everything was well. But once he raised up this worm at night, so overnight the plant is gone. 
he allows a scorching wind come that there's no relief from. There's no shade for this. And then this makes Jonah faint. And Jonah now begs God to die. This is the second time now. Remember the first time he says, God, I want to die because you have not punished Nineveh. Second time he wants to die because not only Nineveh is not punished, but now I got to deal with this scorching heat. I, I want to die. So the irony of this is that he, he, he cared more for the plant than he did for the people. This irony of care is reflected in today's society that how people are treated less than humans, are dehumanized, are, pers- are persecuted and oppressed, and people care more about inanimate objects than they care about people. We get more concerned about buildings and streets and stores than we're concerned about lives being lost because of unjust laws. We are more concerned about buildings and structures and not concerned about the people who don't have access to these same buildings and structures. When we start realizing that, why am I angry? And start realizing that my anger might be towards People having access, people having equality, people maybe having the same opportunity that I have that for some reason I don't like these people and I don't know why. Here it is that God shows Jonah, I love Nineveh, even though they may be your enemies. I love them. I want them to get right. I'm so glad that God does not give up on us when we are rebellious, when we're doing things we should not be doing. But yet he can even send maybe our enemies. To awaken us to how we need to get right. Remember now, Jonah goes preach to his enemies and they come to repent. How much more we might be awakened and might be the person that is against us that might help us to find us how we might change our hearts and change our minds and be open to hear some things that might have been hard to hear in the past. But now I see the truth and I see the reality. And look what God says to Jonah, verses 9 and 10. And God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Yes. And Jonah replied, even angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and died quickly. And that's something. You did nothing for this plant. Then the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plan, though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly, died quickly. Verse 11. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? So the object lesson he points to Jonah is that you had empathy and compassion over a plant that you did nothing. It came quickly and died quickly. But yet I made you just as I made them. I made the animals there as well. And I am concerned. Don't I have a right to care for them? Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? How much more if we can have more compassion and be concerned about what others are going through and not make it about us, not make it about what I want and what I want to get done. But how can I show empathy, show concern? And show compassion that others might be suffering and they might need some assistance. They might need some help. How can I help them get better? And here's what God is showing us. 
that we have to be able to open up to those who may be different from us, those who are not, who may not have the same beliefs as us, that it should not make us be hateful and, and, and want to injure them, but how we want to love and encourage them, have a relationship for them and care for them and be there to support them and help them so we can work in a, in a community, work together in unity and work with a place that removes this climate of hate, this climate of division, but may we have unity as we are diverse. And so when we look at this, how can we have more compassion for our brothers and sisters? How can we have more compassion for the people in our community? How can we be more open to discuss the things that we may disagree with and yet be loving and caring one for another? Knowing that God is not selfish. God is compassionate. Psalm 121, 5 and 6 says, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. Think about how God provided shade for Jonah in the wilderness, how God protected him. And so when we understand that God is our keeper, he even helps us in our time to let know, I will protect you. I will be your shade by, by day, and, 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 and I will not let the new moon smite you, smite you by night. And know that our God will protect us and keep us and take care of us. And so Jonah recognizes that if God can provide for me and show me what empathy looks like by using a plant, by showing how he is saving and showing grace and mercy against my enemies, how much more can I have this kind of compassion? Exodus 33:19 says, Myself will make all goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And will be, and I will be gracious to whom I want to be gracious, and I will show compassion for whom I want to show compassion. May we move like God, and may we learn to show compassion to all God's creation, to all God's people. May we fill ourselves up and not run on empty, but may we move from apathy, lack of concern and indifference and no care, to empathy that leads to compassion, that leads to action. Being loving. Be more caring. Let's remove this hatred and, and, and animosity and indifference and apathy. And let us embrace empathy and compassion and love. Let us be able to answer the question, do I have a good reason to be angry? And may we respond with love and compassion. Let us pray. Father, we ask you to guide us into your presence. Help us to address those issues of anger and animosity we may have with those who may not align with us, may not agree with us, that we don't move in hatred, that we don't move in apathy. But may we have empathy, may we have compassion, may we have love and concern to reach out to them and bring them together uh, that we might allow your love uh, to be the true glue. May your peace continue to comfort us. And, Father, we need your guidance. We need your direction. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Be encouraged. Enjoy this message. Be able to share this message with someone else and continue to post and comment. And we look forward to fellowship with you come Wednesday night. God bless you. Remember, Jesus loves you. And so do I.